Worldwide Nocturnal Journal. Thanks for hanging around to listen to us. We are so privileged. We're going to talk about road trips with our friend Jeff Idelson, the retiring president of the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's what they tell me. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out in the studio. And Gene Fruit, photographer, baseball photographer, grassroots baseball, where legends begin. And we're going to talk about the upcoming project of that. So this is, I'm, I'm laying all these books on you guys because this is really in my wheelhouse. I love baseball. I love Route 66. I love camper vans. So uh, tell me what you're going to be doing with going down Route 66. Gene? Well, I'll, I'll I'll jump in because uh, this whole van thing is like so new to me. I mean, I drive this little Honda CRV, Dave. That's like, you know, about six feet long, and all of a sudden, Gene and I now are in a uh, a Coachman Galleria wrapped at uh, Grassroots Baseball, and that's what we're doing. As we are starting right here in Chicago at the beginning of Route 66, we're documenting the Grassroots game, a passion of Gene's for years, and uh, starting here, Michigan and Lakeshore, all the way to Santa Monica, six months later. So talk a little bit about the the trip. I mean, when do you actually when do you start? Talk about some of the places you're going to hit. Talk about some of the people you're connecting with, like Ryan Howard in St. Louis. Even though that Chuck Berry, you know, he's a big baseball fan. Chuck Berry was, <laughs> but so talk about the the roadmap and what you're going to be doing on the road. Well, we're starting right here in Chicago, and uh, we, we we had a great day today going to Little League. We we were at uh, Horner Park. We were at Jackie Robinson West Little League, and really getting into grassroots baseball. And the idea is between between now and the uh, six months from now, is to visit all all sorts of baseball uh, stops along the way, Route 66. And part of our program is. Um, celebrating the amateur game. Gene's been a ph photographer for baseball for and photographing the grassroots games for two decades, recognized by Sony as one of their top 45 artisans worldwide. Nice. She's incredibly talented. So what we're going to do is document the game, promote the game, but also give back in communities. So we were in Peoria a couple days ago with Jim Tomey with the Boys and Girls Club. Goose Gossage is going to be with us at the Union League Boys and Girls Club here in Chicago on Monday. And we're partnering with the Cal Ripken Senior Foundation. Dave, we're getting Rawlings gloves and baseballs to kids and trying to grow the uh, participation for those that maybe don't have that chance. What do, what, I guess, what, what's their sample so far? Peoria? I mean, 35 kids I read were there from the Boys and Girls Clubs of Peoria. What do kids say when you, you come up? I mean, there's there some kids who talk about the age group. Have some of them never held a baseball? I mean, how new is this to them? Talk, talk about that, how they respond when you show up. It was a mix of, and this is all our first, you know, yeah. run. But the the kids were a mix of kids who've played baseball before, um, kids who've never held a, a baseball in their hand, never had a glove, and that's kind of the point. Is you know the baseball has become an expensive sport, right. and um, kids are playing basketball, or they're they're making other choices because. A lot of kids, very athletic kids, being left behind who would maybe play baseball if they had a glove, if they had, you know, an opportunity to play. And with travel ball and with um, expensive instruction, I think it leaves some kids behind. And, you know, as grassroots baseball and Jeff and I would like to grow that, yes, we're only two people. But anytime you could put a, a new Rawlings glove into a kid's hand, you have a chance that that kid may then say, well, maybe I'll try baseball. Maybe I'll sign up for Little League. Maybe I'll, you know, play. And uh, we did get that reaction in Peoria. So it, it was it was really encouraging just that first time and seeing their faces and watching the kids play. So you got a van. 
Yes. <laughs> and yes. is the van going to be loaded with what's what are you going to carry in the van? Is it going to have stuff or that you're going to pick stuff up at the at the points? I mean, how how's the, how's the mechanics of all this work? Yeah, no, we 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 are partnering with the Cal Ripken Senior Foundation and they have a relationship with Rawlings. So we're able to get genuine Rawlings gloves, genuine Rawlings baseballs, and we have those in the van. Big League Chew. Everybody loves bubble gum, and why not have that? So we roll in, and we, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do two drops in each of our uh, each of the six segments. We're on the road, 12 total drops, using Hall of Famers, Route 66 stars to not only deliver the equipment, but uh, give these kids a dose of reality for the ones who know what they are, that here I am, Jim Tomey, I was just a little kid, maybe that not as little as you, but I'm Jim Tomey, and I was once a youngster, and I grew up in Peoria, and if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. Jim Tomey's wife has been on the show, and Jim Tomey is the nicest guy in baseball. Oh, he's the nicest guy, <laughs> Isn't he? hands down. He really is. And Andrea is the nicest wife of yeah. a guy in baseball. I mean, she's immensely talented as an author, as we yeah, know, yeah, Dave, right. she's also incredibly yeah, nice. It's, it's a great ambassador for, for what you're doing. So, uh, what kind of van is it? Give me some specs. Who's going to be doing most of the driving? Uh, stuff like that. That would be Jeff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so here we are in this Coachman Galleria. It's, uh, you know, Gene found uh, someone where we could rent it from in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And oh, okay. I, I jumped on a plane and flew to Columbus, Ohio a couple days ago. And I showed up in this guy's driveway. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, is this thing long. But uh, it's it's gorgeous wrapped uh, with all of our sponsors, with all the get- grassroots baseball uh uh, uh, paraphernalia or, or imagery that helps you understand it. And uh, yeah, now I'm like, uh, I, I'm surprised I don't need a special license for this, but I'm I'm digging this. I, I drove right here to Chicago. I'm navigating your city streets. I can't imagine what the open road's going to be like, but it's not bad. You're getting a lot of attention. I've seen a picture of it. It's it's, it's very colorful. So, it's got Route 66 on the side and all your sponsors. And So fun. Pulling up to two Little Leagues today and you pull up in this RV with grassroots <laughs> baseball and all these great logos on it. And it it gets the kids excited. We had a, we had a really good time in Horner Park and Jackie Robinson Park, and it was fun to pull up in the RV. And um, yeah, the kids are like, you know, what is this? What do you do? It's a baseball van, and it's like, well, this is just, we're baseball. We love baseball. We love kids. We're here to promote you. We're here to grow the amateur game. And you know, here's some gum, and <laughs> kids love it. So tell me, uh, tell the listeners, uh, Ryan Howard in St. Louis. Johnny Bench in Oklahoma, Adam LaRoche we just talked about in Kansas. Yeah, so Former White Sox, and I remember he's kind of an RV guy, too. Ask him about RVs. I think he, he lived in an RV for a while. When he, when he got away from the game, he drove around in an RV for a while. So. We will, because um, you know part of it is, a, is this grassroots baseball program, but also Jean is shooting her second book to go after the first book, which is Grassroots Baseball Route 66 is what it'll be titled. And you know you try to pick a star that grew up close to Route 66, Dave, which is, isn't always exactly what you want, but you get Jim, you know, Jim's from Peoria, which is not far off of 66. You mentioned uh, Adam LaRoche in Kansas. Ryan Howe grew up right on 66 in St. Louis. Johnny Bench in Binger, Oklahoma, just 20 miles south of Oklahoma City. Billy Hatcher from Williams, Arizona. He can't wait to be in the book. You know, we end it with George Brett, who grew up in El Segundo, not far from the Santa Monica Pier. New Mexico and Texas, we still have to hammer up, but uh, lots of guys getting involved. Ozzy Smith's going to do an equipment drop with us in a few weeks in St. Louis, and and of course we have Goose as our national spokesman. Not a '66 guy, but nobody gets the amateur game better than he does. Gene, you got a great guy here. He's he's probably connected. He, he knows how to make the calls. Right? Oh, he's connected, and <laughs> yeah. and he has a passion, and it's it's uh, it's so great to have someone as a partner who shares our shares the same passion for grassroots baseball. And, and what yeah. I learned, Dave, uh, you know, in helping Gene put together. Uh, 
uh, grassroots baseball where legends begin is that when you know he started laying out the concepts and like who are the guys that might introduce the chapters and every single hall of there's there's 13 hall of famers in that book and 16 stars overall mm-hmm. every hall of famer we approached uh, either was familiar with her incredible work so it made it easy but just the idea of tying back to their own community there's that civic pride of saying hey i grew up in this community this is what it was like you have all of these great uh you know first person uh essays about what it was like to grow up and then you have all these wonderful images of kids and the hall of famers love participating as they are with this book we've talked about that on the show and uh after after the news we'll get into your book but one of the themes we always talk about and i, I love minor league baseball and um we actually had uh, Bill Murray did a series of little mini documentaries on, on minor league baseball and the, just the strength of co- and the tie of community and minor league baseball. What community means to small towns and maybe what you saw, what community meant just globally. Can you talk about the relationship between community and baseball? It, and that's really what Route 66, um, grassroots baseball Route 66 is about. It's about tying in the culture. It's about tying in Americana. And yeah, as I traveled throughout the United States and around the world shooting baseball, you know, whether it's minor league baseball, like you're saying, or your local little league, it really, you know, ties in the culture and it brings a community together. And that community may only have that baseball team in that town. And they look forward to that, you know, whether it's um, Little League or uh, Minor League or, you know, even uh, the high school team, you know, Binger, uh, Oklahoma, Johnny Bench. They had no football team. It was only the baseball team. And everybody came out for those baseball games and still does. There's so much to talk about. We're going to take a couple breaks here for some spots and some news. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about grassroots baseball here on WGN. If you ever plan to motor west Travel my way, take the highway, that's the best Get your kicks on 66 Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WG And that's the source, that's probably true Very nocturnal, it's like we're in a nightclub listening to him He told me once, his wife, they were driving down And wanted him to write about Route 40 <laughs> didn't have, the, didn't have the kicks of, 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 of Route 66. <laughs> so you guys are going to be doing the book, Grassroots Baseball, based on a Route 66 trip. Gene Fruth, talk about Grassroots Baseball, Where Legends Begin. Will the 66 book be kind of like this? It, I'm holding it up. People can watch, but talk about this book. Yeah, grassroots baseball where legends begin um, was a passion. It's a passion for a long time. You know, I was shooting anytime I shoot major league baseball for my job, and anytime I'm shooting major league baseball, whether it be you know in the U.S. or in the Dominican Republic shooting winter league or in Japan shooting the World uh, Baseball Classic, I always try to make time to shoot kids baseball, sandlot baseball, kids playing on the street, which there's plenty of in places like the Dominican. Republic. Republic and um, and after a while that that archive that Im- those images um, uh, was you know it was like this could be a book and um, uh, and then put it together and you know who better to tell the stories and the legends that come from there so uh, um, dividing it into regions just seemed to make the most sense you know and having like New York City, uh, such an urban, you know, jungle where kids play baseball, and Whitey Ford opening up that um, chapter, just you know, he couldn't be couldn't be any better. You know, him playing stickball in New York City growing up, and him telling his story. You know, the 
it's great to show all the images of the kids and old guys playing stickball, but to have these legends then tell the story and make the images come alive, it just couldn't have gone any better. So, yeah, the plan is to have those same kind of stories be told, uh, but only this time then tying in the Americana of Route 66. It's a handsome coffee table size book. Um, how can people find it? Um, you can uh, find it at grassrootsbaseballbook.com is the easiest way to order it, grassrootsbaseballbook.com. And I want to tell the listeners, I mean, look at this. Whitey Ford, as you said, New York. Fernando Valenzuela from Mexico. The great Hank Aaron from Mobile. But um, he's a Chicago native. You're talking here about him being born, how he was born in Chicago. What was it like to work with uh, Ricky Henderson? One of my all-time favorites. And I know you shot for, for uh, Oakland, didn't you? Were you oh, in the yeah, Bay Area? yeah. yeah. I, so I live in San Francisco, so yeah. I still shoot the Oakland A's when I'm home. And... Uh, and Ricky's a you know a regular there still, and he's always he's around during spring training and and during games, and you know I, you know he's just beloved you know in uh, Oakland, San Francisco, and like you say everywhere. And um, when I was first uh, putting the book together, you know, for I wanted to do an Oakland chapter, and of course Ricky is you know the only one I could think of for that chapter. And um, I walked uh, onto the Oakland A's field at spring training, and there he was, and. Um, I waved to him, ran over to him, told him what I was doing, and he said, Oh, Oakland, Little League, Bushrod Little League. He said, Bushrod, that's where I played. I wanted to play football. My mother wanted yeah. me to play baseball. He said, So, but she kept pushing me to play baseball. And the coach come pick me up um, after school, and in the back seat was waiting uh, a hot a hot chocolate and a glazed donut. And I thought, well, maybe baseball is for me after all. And every time that coach picked him up and took him to a game, um, he had a hot chocolate, a glazed donut uh, waiting for him in the back seat. And that got Ricky interested in in, uh, in baseball, though he did play football through high school yeah, as well. Nice, isn't it? Uh, just beautiful, beautiful pictures. Um, what kind of, without getting too geeky, what kind of equipment do you use? Uh, so um, now I'm shooting uh, all with Sony equipment, and um, you know, there's sports equipment like 400 lens, which is, Sony has an incredible, like, I have to geek out a little bit, a 2.8, very fast lens, great for sports. And then there's all these great wide angle and portrait lenses because, you know, it's not about action. Really, it's more about the culture and what happens off the field than what happens on the field. And that's kind of the, the story that you want to tell is the, you know, what baseball means to everybody in the community. So Sony does a good job with their lenses um, to give me all kinds of variety. For both you guys, how long have you been shooting sports? Uh, I've been shooting sports um, for uh, almost 20 years, and uh, I did portraits before that, and um, and then shot uh, Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants, and um, also the 49ers football, which I still uh, shoot their home games, um, but mostly it's baseball for me. And So this is for both of you and Jeff dealing with the media. Um, how are players responding now? There's just so many people. We've, we've asked this question before to other people on the show. So much stuff with media. So many people with cameras. You have that one picture of all the players in Venezuela, in, from Venezuela taking pictures of the fireworks. On their on their iPhones, you know that's a, that's such a sweet picture that, that kind of brings out the innocence of baseball. But there's so much, so much media and stuff going on there. How's that changed your profession? Yeah, this time. I mean, the media is yeah, it's incredible. Um, the the um, uh, amount of media that's you know at every game. 
Um, but for what I do and it, telling the stories, you know, it's kind of a different angle. You can, you know, go out there with your big Sony lens and that's fabulous and capture the action. And yes, there's five people next to you doing the same thing. And um, But telling the stories and, you know, getting out of Major League Baseball and shooting in these, whether it's minor league or shooting, um, you know, a little league game or shooting, you know, kids playing on the street in Cuba, that's a, that's a different, you know, you you don't, you don't have media there like that and it's a it's it's a different kind of sports photography that you know really is you know where my heart is i'm sure there were differences i mean you went to japan how were how did people react to i mean japan i've been there i saw the cubs 2000 i think it cubs was. and mets yeah, yeah cubs and mets yeah and uh the passion there i mean how just that's a big question to answer in a little bit about time but how did the reaction to baseball vary in different countries from your from your perspective well you know uh the japanese um baseball you know the um the fans the experience there it's all i mean extremely different you know and you know you go from uh what happens in the dominican republic and how the fans are cheering compared to like how um the fans are in uh, Japan, but what brings them all together is the passion. I yeah, mean, right. the passion is there, you know, just as strong. You know, uh, Japanese baseball, and Jeff could speak to this, you know, quite well, you know, and he's been there. Um, and Ichiro Suzuki, you know, who opens the chapter for Japan, you know, uh, Jeff, his, his love of baseball and the love of Ichiro Suzuki throughout Japan and in the United States is oh, just yeah. tremendous. tremendous. And there, there's no bigger media than, you know, the, than when an, a Japanese player comes out. Yeah. we got to take a break, and then we're going to come back. I've got a lot more questions for you, so we're going to squeeze it in. So don't go away on uh, Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Traders for sale are in rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes. But two hours of Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal. It's a great Roger Miller. I was going to send you guys to the Roger Miller Museum in Eric, Oklahoma, which is right on Route 66. And in doing my uh, meticulous research last night, I learned it closed last year. But when I did the camper book, we, we stopped in there. But uh, it's a great... You still should go by there. It's not far from Amarillo. You get out of Amarillo, you go into Eric, Oklahoma, you can see where the Roger Miller Museum was. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, in the studio. We have Jeff Eilison, the retiring uh, president of the Baseball Hall of Fame and photographer Gene Fruth. Tell people how they can follow you on the Route 66 trip, the grassroots trip. Give us all the social media, how, uh, how we can keep in touch with you. Well, you know, you have the website for those of us that live in the dark ages, like me, www.grassrootsbaseball.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Grassroots BB. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter, at Grassroots Baseball. That's how you find us. Or you can just check out our van and just, like, flag us down on 66. And so it's kind of a – I've read a little background. You're going to go out. you got to come back and attend to your duties for the induction, right, when uh, Lee Smith and Harold Baines, and we, they all go in. Yes, we're doing this in segments, and I'll be back at the end of July. And then when do you actually leave the hall? Well, after that, I'm going to – between now and the end of summer, I'll be uh, working on 66 with Jean, and then she has her job, and I have my job, and we're sort of back and forth until uh, summer gets towards the close, and then it'll be all 66 all the time. Uh, maps or GPS? 
Well, I think we're using a little of both because, yeah. I mean, 66 is not your normal, as you know, yeah. you have to kind of find find it in places, but uh, maps and GPS combined are, are a nice grouping for us. Have you guys done a long road trip together before? No. No, no. We've done some fun projects together, though. We've done some photo blogs and um, some projects. So this is kind of, we have, you know, have a, a, a nice workflow um, that we've, you know, established over the years. Who's going to be in charge of the radio? Uh, you, well, you can hear us in 38 states. <laughs> so when you're lonely well, that makes on a easy. Saturday night, just, just 720. <laughs> so far, Jeff's been doing all of the driving, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. And he's doing such a great job, and I'm very grateful. So whatever he well, is playing on the radio, he, he, he you know, I think the driver gets to choose. But how's the sure. music been? Music's been amazing. Yeah. Absolutely you, amazing. What do you guys listen to? I mean, genres. Oh, he's all over the place. He's got, uh, of course, he's got Grateful Dead. He's got Dylan. He's got, you know, he's got folk. He's got R&B. He mixes it up. It's quite a great mix. That's yeah, good. I've got some Beatles happening. You got Ray Charles along the way. Yeah. In my notes, what, what was I going to ask you? You, you, were, you were in radio programming music a long time ago? Jeff? Yeah, well, I mean, no. I mean, that was like college. I college, mean, but okay. That, but that was fun. And then I, you know, produced Red Sox radio for a couple of years before, before I... Uh, took a turn and went to the PR side. So college college radio, what, what format was that? I'm just music. Oh. Was it all was it experimental or progressive? No, I was uh, no, it was all well, it was all vinyl. Yeah. I mean and, it, and then, you know, I was back then I was doing most I was doing like 60s and 70s show. I was like um, sort of the dinosaur in the group, so. Oh, that's yeah. great. How'd you guys first hook up? How you was it through just, you know, through your work in baseball and stuff? Well, I've been with the Hall 25 years, Uh and uh, Jean had uh, come to do a program at the Hall of Fame five years ago, and we we talked about her becoming our traveling photographer, uh, which was great. I mean, I obviously was familiar with her work, and uh, just, uh, you know, the fact that she had, you know, was able to uh, be comfortable in ballparks, relationships with players in terms of getting what she needed, and the fact that the Hall of Fame didn't have a contemporary voice all made it make sense, and then she came on board and uh, really just allowed us to take the current day game and tie it to history and then we started working on projects together along the way and i followed her passion for grassroots baseball and i said let's she said you want to kind of do this and do this route 66 deal and it's our our way of giving back for each of you um personally uh, what is your earliest baseball memory of the game being exposed to you well, my earliest memory, my grandfather was a Mets fan. I grew up in New York. Uh, my father was really a hockey fan. He didn't care too much about baseball. Um, and I started working in a restaurant quite young, and uh, the owner of the restaurant had uh, season tickets to the Mets. He had four tickets, and when there was enough uh, staff at the restaurant, he would bring me along with his son to Mets games, and that was an amazing experience for me. So, And that was a Che, and that was, that's my earliest memory. Yeah, my earliest memory was the same thing. I mean, multi-generational. My grandparents and my parents both were in the baseball. And uh, my my grandfather would actually, at family outings, this is odd, but he'd sit in the car and listen to Red Sox games on on the radio. And I remember sitting in the car with my grandfather while, you know, you had parties going on inside, listening to Red Sox games. And at the age of five, first time I went to Fenway was with my parents and my grandparents and just incredible memories of walking in. They were playing the Orioles. Uh, Boston was playing the Orioles and just uh, just the grandeur of the ballpark. Everything was green. I mean, probably like you're feeling at Wrigley the first time. It was like, yeah. my goodness, I've been transported into something I love and I knew it right away. Yeah. yeah. When you... It's it's too early in the '66 trip. I don't unless we can use Peoria as an example. But when you traveled around the world, Gene, 
Um, how many like young women and young girls do you see interested in the game? How many want to play the game? And you know, especially after Title Nine years ago, everything's open. So uh, how, how many? How much interest are you seeing from female athletes? Uh, really, more and more, Dave. I, I, every I mean, today we were just out. Uh, uh, I was shooting Little League. Um, here in Chicago, and there was quite a few girls playing uh, playing Little League, and, and they were gamers. They were good. You know, I, there was a girl pitcher. Um, I was uh, um, shooting at the Peoria Chiefs uh, two days ago, and the, uh, the umpire was a female umpire, and I was so excited to see her um, come out onto the field. And, um, yeah, more and more. I mean, we're just seeing more and more women in baseball, whether it's playing, trainers, coaches, umpires. Um, yes, it's just been terrific. Um, I photographed a, a professional um, woman uh, woman uh, pitcher in Japan, and she's actually in the book, and she is... Uh, they, her, she's the knuckleball princess, and she has a great story, actually, that ties it to the Red Sox. Yeah, her name's Ari Yoshida, and she just, uh, you know, she grew up in, in outside of Tokyo, and she just uh, had a chance to see Tim Wakefield pitch, and she just was, like, mesmerized by Tim Wakefield, and she, she like willed herself to learn the knuckleball and she ended up connecting with wakefield at one point and you know she ended up pitching professionally in uh in chico you know in the cal cal league i mean so uh, it's it's cool to see and she uh she's she's a good pitcher so let's whet the appetite uh of the listeners i maybe we can figure out a way like you know in a month or six weeks or whatever call in and find out how you guys are doing stay in touch with you but just kind of lay out off the top of your head what's going to be happening maybe the next three or four weeks well, we're uh, roughly. I mean, yeah. We don't need day by day. Yeah, yeah. Gene's going to concentrate uh, shooting here in Chicago for a few more days, okay. and, then, and then we actually are going to uh, take our Coachman Galleria RV and bring it to St. Louis. And I'm going to fly back to Cooperstown, and we're going to run the Hall of Fame Classic and be in Cooperstown for a little bit. And then Gene's back with Levita, and then uh, oh, yeah. we'll circle back end of May and uh, pick it up in St. Louis where we left off and uh, take care of Missouri and Kansas and go see Adam LaRoche in Kansas and the what 11 miles there is of Kansas. Yeah, don't forget that. I was I was on a road trip once with a sleep at the wheel, and they got they, they blew that off. And, uh, <laughs> hey, Baxter, trouble. Baxter Springs is calling me from here, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, we go to Oklahoma and then uh, we go right on through October. So really, end of May is kind of when you'll kick it in again. Yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, pick it up with an event with Ozzy at the end of May, and uh, off we go. I'm really jealous. That's going to be really, really fun. Come hang out yeah. with us. I'd like, to, I'd like to come and figure out a way to, to do a GN to meet remote. you guys in in in, uh, in my little camper van. I, I forgot you mentioned it. Talk about La Vida Baseball. I, I follow them a little bit. So talk about your work with them. Uh, La Vida Baseball um, is a partner with the Baseball Hall of Fame. And after yeah. working with the Hall of Fame uh, for three plus years, La Vida was on board with them uh, while I was still with the Hall of Fame. And I was just loving what they did, what they do, um, telling the story of of the Latino baseball player, past, present, and future. Um, so I got to see them at ballparks. I was watching what they're doing. I started following them like you. And um, and then uh, the opportunity came to start working with them. And it's just terrific. It's just right up my alley because I've already been shooting in the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Mexico, Curacao. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's, it's a great connection. Um, and, and really have a lot of synergy. So 
they're just terrific, and now they're doing this live show, and it's lots of fun. So I'm on their show occasionally. We, we got we got to stop now, but when you come back, I mean, when you mentioned the World Baseball Classic, and that's what excites me. I'm excited about the future of baseball for the global aspects. I go to the WBC games and stuff. I think the potential of global baseball is just something that that needs to be talked about next time we all get together that's 30 yeah. percent of opening day rosters are yeah. outside the u.s yeah, you're right so thank you so much you guys uh, gene fruth and jeff eilison one more time give me the website so people can follow this very important trip oh uh, well the book is um grassrootsbaseballbook.com and to follow us on route 66 grassrootsbaseball.com grassroots baseball on instagram and grassroots bb on twitter and facebook Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so uh, for listening to Nocturnal Journal. Thanks, uh, Roll Coleman, for producing. <laughs>